0: Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Listen, Learn and Burn podcast, hosted by Phil Williams and Jen Kay, co-owners of Lift, Learn and Burn, the online coaching service created to transform the body and minds of females.
1: Getting out and getting steps in can sometimes feel like you're walking for the sake of walking, which is why we're on a mission to make your walks a little bit more fun. So get off the couch, throw your headphones in and get those feet moving. Oh, and if you're in England, it's probably best to take a coat because it's more than likely chucking it.
0: Every week we'll be going in-depth into a specific topic related to female weight loss. We know how overwhelming and overcomplicated weight loss can be, so we make sure to cut out all the big fancy words and bring you the information that you need to know.
1: And if you're not sure how to start your journey, then head over to our website now to get your hands on our free fat loss guide. Hello everybody!
0: Started that second time round. I was coughing in the middle of the hello.
1: <laughs> yeah, I started saying hello and Phil started coughing.
0: I didn't know you was ready.
1: <laughs> I was. I was ready. I was ready to go. I was eager. So yucky. we
0: put the unedited version on. So it. it's you saying hello, me coughing, nice awkward gap, and then you saying hello again. <laughs> Maybe. I'll see.
1: I don't know. We'll see how that works. If it's in there, then there was the awkward bit for you.
0: Knowing my podcasting skills lately, it would probably be in there accidentally anyway.
1: Yeah, but we made it a purposeful choice. What? Oh, you mean because of what you keep doing, it might be accidentally in there? Yeah, like I might oh. just
0: accidentally just drop it in because it's done on doing.
1: Because Phil's just, we've now come to the conclusion that Phil's just lost the outro. Mm. So, we now just actually no longer have an outro
0: because
1: mm. we don't know how to retrieve the music. No. He's just deleted it off his computer, basically.
0: Basically. Which is fine, though, because surely once you've got to that point, you've taken what you want to take from the podcast. <laughs> if anything, I think outros are pointless.
1: So, for now, you're just going to have me going.
0: I think I speak for all of us when I say I need to go and find that outro, don't I? Exactly.
1: Why do you think I keep
0: doing it? Um, I just, it's just one of those, it's just an extra job, isn't it? It's an extra task.
1: Fill it. What? How very dare you. How
0: very dare I want. This
1: is my favourite part of the week, make it good.
0: What, the outro, brilliant. It's <laughs> good to know that that's the bit you love the most.
1: Anyway, you'll see now big news if you're listening to this on Monday, which you will be.
0: Well, you won't listen to it before Monday because we won't publish no, it then.
1: Because today is Thursday, we're recording this, we are. and tomorrow we're going to pick it up
0: Bubba. We are, aren't we? <laughs> We're get ourselves a little reggie, Ed. but you'll know all this alright? Yeah, you'll too, have so seen him by now. You probably, in fact, do you know what? By now you're probably like, shut up, we don't care. It was fun on Friday, it was alright on Saturday, it was boring by Sunday, I can't believe you are still talking about it on Monday.
1: And then, so, we decided to do the podcast a little different, because we're going to record a couple this mm-hmm. week, so that we we've never not do this. got a birking dog
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> in the background next week before we know how to control him. If
0: episode 40 we sound knackered, it's because we've never done two podcasts no, back no to that for- before
1: oh right okay I thought you meant 41 no when we'll have been sleep deprived for a week
0: oh there is that as well (laughs) yeah so like I reckon 40 onwards we're gonna be pretty tired (laughs) 40 because it's two podcasts back to back, which is probably more, i no, making it out to be more difficult than it is. We're just sat here trying, And fight 41 onwards because apparently when you buy a puppy, you don't sleep.
1: Yeah. Well, so we're preparing ourselves mentally for that, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: We've been giving it a good try this week with the Euros, haven't
0: we? Yeah, yeah. We've we just, been just started out of the place. early. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we've had a puppy this week. But. Ridiculous. It's coming home.
1: What if it, maybe it's already come home?
0: Maybe England have already won the Euros.
1: And if not, then oh.
0: Maybe England have won the Euros, we've got a puppy and you're listening to our podcast i can't think of a better trio of wins
1: on a monday combination Mm. yeah i know i mean some of those wins out for them
0: Uh, well it depends how you define win it does if you love the podcast and you think us you know me and you're all right us getting a dog and them listening to the podcast is a blooming great it starts on yeah. Monday. Maybe
1: we'll just bring him on episode 41 and we'll get like a Reggie section.
0: I'll be honest maybe there'll be not much choice.
1: <laughs> I know yeah. They'll just run in. Anyway we thought we'd do something different because mm. do you know when you get to episode 39 and you're like we've not introduced ourselves and we're like why are we got to this point of our lives. Yes. And we're like should we do it now? Mm.
0: Maybe we should have started with this.
1: <laughs> we thought it'd be interesting though because um we were talking a few weeks ago weren't we about this idea of the myths that we believed mm. and i think we 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 kind of had a conversation after that podcast didn't we and we're like do you know what we've never actually talked about like our journeys and like
0: the stuff we did
1: yeah and i think um it got us thinking why not let's do it episode 39 and 40 are gonna be the phil and jen show
0: absolutely that's what it is always. raw and unedited like every episode No. <laughs> But this one's going to be more raw and more on because it's about us too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, this one's about me, this next one's about you. It is. Exactly I feel curious. like
1: Phil's starting point and my starting point in terms of journeys were very different, though.
0: Oh, flipping heck, yeah.
1: <laughs> flipping heck.
0: Complete opposite. My, I get, Well, our starting point was obviously both at the same time. It was when we was born. But uh. our fitness journey started at different times, didn't it? Mine was more... I think the earliest I can think back to like... What I would consider to be fitness or part of my journey was like, turn your emails off, Jan. I'm Sunny. trying to speak. Uh, it's ignorant and rude. Mine are probably on, to be honest. <laughs> so I'll just tap mine off. They was. Um, mine was when I was in kind of like college ish. Mm. And I was very, 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 very active. And I'm not bragging about that. It was just. I think that was just what I just loved to do. I just you didn't do movie. anything
1: else, did you? Because, no. Because as you'll have heard on previous podcasts, Phil didn't watch TV before we met. No, I he didn't, was always playing football.
0: I didn't watch TV, and I also... I wasn't one of those kids that went over the park drinking. So I, I literally went to school... Sorry, college at that point, and played football. And that was literally it. And when I say just that, I used to play football on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for college. We trained Monday, Friday, play on a Wednesday... I would train for the under 18s team on a Tuesday. I'd train for the open age team on a Thursday. I'd play for the open age team on a Saturday and play for the under 18s on a Sunday. And every now and again, but actually, got quite regular at one point. I would play with five aside with the lads on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. So I was playing football seven to eight days That's a week.
1: Ridiculous.
0: You think I was after decent?
1: You were after decent. You had, I, I think it is important to remember that it, that wasn't just like your normal average like teenager playing football. Like you were it was pretty much your life, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it was literally everything that I did. Absolutely everything like you, that I Like, you were
1: playing at quite a high level at one point, weren't you?
0: Yeah, and that's why I probably didn't drink, didn't have an overly active social life, and why everything I did just poured into football. But I think that in itself, and this is going off on a slight tangent, although it is about my fitness journey, so I guess it isn't in a way, was probably why I ended up not doing as well. And I know everyone's got this excuse of, like, oh, I got injured or, you know, I just wasn't picked enough or whatever. Mine isn't that. I just did too much. I think I'd burnt out at an early age. I was playing so often that I was probably knackered. I probably never hit my peak, mm. probably never hit my prime until I slowed down a little bit. And at this point as well, like, it wasn't just football. I was at college and I didn't drive an awful lot at first because couldn't, didn't have license until I was 17. Um, so I was pretty much walking absolutely everywhere, like literally everywhere. And at this point I was doing, um, when I was at college I was studying to be, I wanted to be a PE teacher. And despite that I had absolutely zero knowledge on nutrition, food, food structure, anything like this, I literally knew nothing, like absolutely nothing. So for me at the time it was football seven to eight days a week, didn't track them but I reckon from what I know now probably about 15,000 steps a day as a minimum. And then I reckon I probably ate maybe 1,500 to 2,000 calories a day uh which for a 16 to 18 year old lad
1: playing football seven days a
0: week week is not a lot like that's i probably should have been on somewhere more like three thousand five hundred something like that i remember
1: you telling me that you would just like not eat just so you could go play football at lunch and stuff.
0: yeah so i wouldn't eat because then i could go out and play football but then what i would do is i'd get back and kind of just before i was 16 actually when i was in high school i would literally go out play football with the lads and, like, everyone had, like, a different tea time. So, like, let's say there was eight of us. Like, one, like, I'd go for his tea and then come back. Another one would go for his tea and come back. I'd be the only one that never left. Because mm-hmm. there was always someone there. So I was always playing. I was like, I don't need to go. There's literally, like, there's still six of us. It's fine. Or there's still four of us. It's Basically, fine.
1: Basically, Phil just did football over everything. Yeah.
0: Then I'd get home and have, like, a bag of crisps and go yeah. bad. That's <laughs> it. Like I just didn't... And it wasn't like deprivation or anything like that. It was choice. I just wanted to just play football. That was it. That Wait, was my you life. mean
1: you were like an absolute rake. Yeah.
0: You? I was probably, and again, don't know my weight. I'm absolutely guessing, but I must have been maybe eight or nine stone. And like, if you've never met me in real life, I'm nearly six foot and I was then. So it's not like I'm five
1: yeah. foot two
0: and eight or nine stone. I was like nearly six foot. I was probably about like five, eight, five, nine at that point. Um And honestly, I literally weighed nothing. I, there was zero strength to me whatsoever and the position i played in football required me to run a lot like I, played very fast. I was very very fast but i would have been because there was nothing on me yeah. i wasn't carrying much to run with so yeah. i was incredibly incredibly uh i don't know what words to use i'm talking about myself so i use whatever word i want i was skinny i was very 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 skinny i had no muscle very low body fat um zero I have probably no energy because I didn't eat much and all I did was use it. Yeah. So I was knackered, to be honest, between the ages of 16 to 18 when you're supposed to have the most energy. <laughs> and I think that nicely takes me onto the next stage because I think because of that, I, I I probably entered or no left my teen years with an incredibly low level of confidence in my body and socially. Because for me, socially was go play football and nothing else. So when it comes to standing and having a conversation with someone, my actual experience in that was incredibly low, but my confidence within my body was probably at an all-time low. Uh, well, we'll decide that when we come on to a later part of my journey in a bit, but it was at a very, very low level because obviously I'm at a point where you leave your teens, that's when like relationships... Um, you, you, you've you kind of already discovered, discovered girls at that point, haven't you, I guess, but... It's like a point where like you feel like it's more important. So my confidence levels had it absolutely rock bottom. And what I did, like any probably, well, probably not most teens, but what I did anyway was I decided to go the complete other level of what I was doing. So I was like, right, I need to get massive. I need people to take me on. I need people to like me. I need to be more confident. And the way that you fix all of those problems, apparently, is you go to the gym and you get really, really big is the way that I thought solved all of those problems. That was my goal. So I was like, right, I'm going to get huge. I'm going to become an absolute unit. And at the time, I was like, who's the biggest guy I know? It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Honestly,
1: this story every time. I We've definitely mentioned it on the yeah. podcast before, but it Absolutely. just makes me laugh so much that you were just like straight for The Rock's training yeah. program. I was like, he's the biggest <laughs> guy I
0: know, and so therefore it works. And I think it's the modern day, right, that influencer has the body I want, so therefore I better follow the program that she's doing. And I better follow the nutrition plan that she's doing. So when I mention things like that on social media, it's because I've done it. I'm not doing it to take the mick or to be insulting. I've been there. I've done it. I was the guy that found the influencer, that was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and followed his plan thinking I would look like him. I did it for years. I can assure you I look nothing like him. In fact, (laughs) I look more like him now just because I'm bald. (laughs) And that has nothing to do with the gym, clearly. But... I still at this point didn't have any idea about calories in versus calories out. I still didn't have any idea about how to actually structure a training program or how to actually structure my food intake. So in my head, I was like, well, instead of playing football seven days a week, I'll go to the gym seven days a week. And obviously the rock train seven days a week. Mm -hmm. So I was training seven days a week. I was still playing football twice a week. The trainer's Tuesday, played on Saturday. So my output in regards of calories was still huge. Like I was probably burning... A similar amount the only difference at this point was i didn't move as much because i had been driving for two to three years and i've got really like convenient it felt really convenient so i was driving to like the shop that was two minutes away so my steps were lower but my output of energy was still just as high because i was non-stop like I, said, I was training seven days a week still playing football twice a week i was still doing loads but nutritionally i was literally just googling anything that i could google and hoping that the answer that i got was correct So I remember at one point I was having coconut oil in my coffee in the morning because I believed that that was what was going to keep my body fat low. Throughout the day, I cut out drinking tea and normal coffee and I just drank green tea because I got told that was really good for keeping your body fat low. I then cut out everything. So when I talk about cutting stuff out on social media, it's not because I'm trying to change somebody else's opinions because I've been there, I've done it. I cut out everything that I pretty much enjoyed. So crisp, chocolate, fizzy drinks...
1: And that is true because when I met you, I remember like you were really kind of strict with food. Oh, and it out. was all like um, oats and shakes, mm-hmm. and it was no like like you said no crisp, no chocolate, like nothing you would deem as like unhealthy. Bad fire. And yeah, Reminded. I remember um, having a conversation with you about crisp, and you were like yeah I just don't really like crisp, and I was like. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Um, but no, you love a crisp. So, I therefore, loved them you then. just created this story in your yeah. head that you didn't like crisps so that you didn't have to eat them. Like, honestly, I I was just flabbergasted and at one point. I remember thinking, this is just never going to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Still don't like crisps.
0: This ain't going to last very long. And Jen's right, though. I've created that belief. And weirdly enough, what we, and I was reading stuff this morning about like uh, what we say and what we put out into the world is, the World that we then believe, and I think because I told myself I didn't like them, I just didn't eat them. Is that why I would eat crisps? I don't like them. I absolutely bloody love crisps, they're fantastic. Yeah. Nothing better than a salt and vinegar McCoy oh, or a. Stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, they just, just incredible food. And but i in my head, I was like, well, if I eat crisps, I will gain body fat, and I will not build muscle. I mean, I was doing nothing else right either, so I may as well just eat the crisps, but that was just another thing to add to it. I used to buy um, a lot of my chicken from muscle food, and I would. Put, put it in the slow cooker i'd cook that for the week i'd have that with a bag of uh, rice and sometimes some vegetables but usually it was really? just chicken and rice yeah usually it was just chicken and rice yeah. if I'm i did ve- get veg
1: I'm very really sauce i feel like i'm really yeah, dry. dry
0: and i also used to have a weight gain shake which interestingly enough is still in my actual my fitness pile which just shows how long i've tracked for or how when i first started tracking should i say because i've had breaks, but. Um, there's a weight gain sheet that I used to have when I was, like, early 20s. And it was, like, so a concoction of stuff that was really thick and horrible. Wasn't
1: it, like, a 1,000 calories?
0: Over that, yeah. Yeah, like I remember you calories. telling me
1: that and being, like, what?
0: Yeah, it's just so I could gain muscle. Uh, but then, at the same time, just going off in a slightly different direction, I was also drinking Thursday to... I've written on the notes Thursday to Sunday, but it was technically Thursday to Monday. So I go out on a Thursday because it was student night, so it was cheap. I'd go out on a Friday and Saturday because it's Friday and Saturday. And then I'd got on a Sunday because uh, it's now illegal, but it used to be you know, you an all-you-can-drink for 10 quid, which is, I mean, you just can't turn that down, can you? You are <laughs> an eighteen, 10 no, quid. you're You're an early 20s lad who's going to the gym seven days a week, who's about to get into the best shape of his life ever, even though he's three years in and nothing's changed. You're going out drinking and doing, you know, you're getting 10 pounds worth of, sorry, you're getting probably like 60 quids worth of drinks for a tenner absolutely i thought i was living the dream um and then all of a sudden as you probably uh expected it just went in the complete extreme other direction didn't it i decided that i was going to become a personal trainer um i decided that this um just so you know and you probably guessed it anyway that didn't work the last them, them three to four years of training and cutting everything out did zero for me it did nothing for my body it did nothing for my mental health and it did absolutely nothing for my confidence levels uh, socially, physically or mentally. Like there was zero confidence built. In fact, I would say, I would probably argue looking back now, I probably became less confident because I was trying so hard and getting nowhere. So I was like, there was no confidence being built there. If anything, it, it yeah. was probably lower. So I was like, I- I'm going to become a personal trainer. And the thing is, it wasn't, a, I'm going to become a PT so I can understand all this stuff. I'd actually probably towards this point started to gain a better understanding of training. Yeah, you had so much knowledge nutrition. at that point. And, yeah, when I became a PT, I was lucky that I'd become quite uh, not obsessed but I really loved reading about stuff and I'd started being able to pick apart the stuff that was true the stuff that wasn't true and I did actually get to a point where I was like I said you know I do know what I'm talking about and if I do go into this career it's going to work but the problem was when you start up your own business and for anybody listening who started up their own business probably agree it's very very difficult to balance that and training on and nutrition also I thought at the time But that's just because I was going about the business side of things completely wrong. So for me, when I became a PT, life completely took over. My business completely took over. I stopped training. I stopped tracking any calories. I didn't really move in theory. And I'll talk about what I mean by that in a second because I was doing about 15,000 steps a day. But I was working 6 a.m. till 10 p.m. And I, at this point, then just started to lose weight again. And I just felt crap. I felt tired, worn out. I had no energy. You were
1: working yourself into the ground, basically, weren't you? You were doing nothing for you.
0: No, zero. Just work. That was it. I would, at this point, I was still living with my mum. So I would get up at 3.30 in the morning, uh, have my breakfast, get my stuff together. I would get on the bus, which would take me to Manchester, which used to take just over an hour and a half. I'd start work at 6am in the morning. I'd work from 6am till 10pm. I'd then get back on that bus which would take me all the way back home and I'd get home at about 20 past half past 11. Uh, 11. The one at night was a little bit quicker. So that would take me about an hour and a half. Um, I would then go to bed, wake up, repeat. And I did that Monday to Saturday. Difference on a Saturday was I got a bit of a lie in, so I'd only be getting to work at about twelve. That wasn't by choice was because the bus didn't go as early, so I would get to work at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, but I'd still work till ten p.m. at night, and then I'd repeat it again uh, Monday onwards. <coughs> Pardon me. So it was, it was a time where it was just business. It was nothing else. I had zero focuses other than building a business. Now I mentioned about how I said you know I ha- I did fifteen thousand steps but wasn't moving. The reason I say that is because all of those steps were on the gym floor. Not one of them was outside. I didn't see daylight for some parts of that year because when you get to work at 6 a.m., it's dark. And when you leave at 10 p.m., it's dark. So I wasn't actually getting any sunlight, which also then accounted for my lack of health, uh, my lack of, uh, well, probably demise of mental health, definitely demise of physical health as well. So from the outside, and if you were to write down, you know, if you were to look at me, and speak to me, you would be like, he's smashing it, and people did, like, people used to big me up so much, he used to get so many compliments about me, my life, my business, how well I was doing, and in my head, I'm like, but I feel like crap, like, I feel horrific, not one bit of me feels good, I feel horrific, I feel tired, I feel worn out, no energy, and I it. And
1: I think, like, I can't it, do it. it was at that point where, like, we really weren't seeing each other that much, like, unless I, like, came and picked you up.
0: Mm, that was it, yeah. we I was doing so much that it would just, like if you're working from, in theory, half three in the morning till half eleven at night, five days a week, and then ten, 10, 10 till half eleven again. Like, it just got to a point where it was too much, didn't it? It was absolutely ridiculous. It was, um, and
1: like I think there was times where I was like, Phil, you don't need to get up that early like you just don't
0: yeah like there's just no requirement but the problem was at this point i'd built up a business where i had clients at 6am and i was getting the bus in so it's like well i kind of i have to get the bus at four so if i don't get up at half three and i think this probably then attributed to us then moving to manchester so we could yeah gain a little bit of time back which definitely helped and i think at this point was probably the first time after that period of time where I actually regained control of my physical, mental, social health and actually regained control of what I was doing and why I was doing it. And it was genuinely such an incredible period of time because we was really enjoying our life, Mm. wasn't we? We was living in Manchester city center. We was just living the life that we wanted to live in regards to the fact that we didn't really put any rules or restrictions onto what we did. Uh, my personal training business was absolutely thriving. I was the busiest I'd ever been, yet busiest in regards to the fact that I wasn't actually having to work 16 hours a day, mm-hmm. but I was still busy. Um, We was going out frequently, a weekly basis, but we was loving it, we was enjoying it. I felt good. I felt a decent level of fitness. I started to finally gain some kind of muscle for the first time in my life because I stopped following the ROCKS program and started mm-hmm. just training my body. Uh, and I became really strict with what energy I allowed out for other people, even on a business level. So, like I, w- I remember changing my complete business model, of going from six am to ten pm, sitting all my clients down and saying, right, this has to change. I start at six pm, uh, sorry six am, and I finish at twelve in the afternoon, uh, and this is the way it's going to need to be. I didn't do it that abruptly, I'm not a mean person, but I was basically saying like, things need to change and everybody was fine with it, everybody was absolutely okay. And it really taught me in that moment that setting boundaries for yourself, people are okay with it. People are fine with you setting boundaries, they understand, and if they don't, they're not people that you need around you anyway.
1: Yeah, and that was a big learning curve, wasn't it, for
0: you? Huge. Yeah, Absolutely I huge. think you've
1: spent such a long time just not people-pleasing as such, but like... It probably I was. Working probably, around yeah. other people, didn't you?
0: I think it is. A, a, again, it comes down to that level of confidence in myself. So because I had that lack of confidence in myself, I was like, well, if I tell somebody I can't train them at that time, they're going to say no, because the only reason they're training with me is because I've made myself available. I just had no confidence in myself to actually do anything and mm-hmm. be who I needed to be and I was living a life that just was not sustainable which is why I ran myself to the ground was absolutely knackered uh, and I don't think that was necessarily down to training and food etc' to do with the fact that I was just focusing on work everything was work but obviously by then focusing on me putting myself first giving myself boundaries I was able to then focus on training and nutrition
1: and then lockdown happened
0: and then we got shoved into lockdown and I think I was I would say that year, before the the lead up to it was probably the point where physically, and mentally, I was in such a good place. Training was great, nutrition was good. Uh, PT business was in a really solid place, wasn't it? Yeah. I felt really like I knew what I was doing. And I just felt like everything was going at the pace I could handle. Like everything was just going really well. And then all of a sudden the world shut. And that changed everything, didn't yeah. it? And I think it was at this point that, you know, like my identity then completely changed. Because I went from a busy, thriving PT who just loved his job, loved you know, loved his job. Genuinely his love your brilliant. job as well.
1: Like literally you oh, love it so much.
0: I was I just I was just like this part of me was like this can't be real because people say work isn't great. I have clients telling me that they don't necessarily love their job, but yeah, I'm absolutely in love with my job. Like I literally think it's sensational. Loved everything about it. Loved I, I would literally buzz about getting up in the morning. I would bounce into my mm-hmm. 6 a.m. client. I would bounce out at 12 o'clock. I was just so happy. And then that all got stripped away from me. And I think, again, it was that identity side of things. Like, well, who am I and what do I do? And what the hell is my purpose right now? Because previously I was this PT and now I can't be. And I think that then had um, a big negative impact once again that really shook what I was doing, why I was doing it. And that then eventually, once I pulled myself out of that, I transitioned into lift, learn and burn, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it did. I
0: think it was a difficult... It was a very big learning curve for me. Huge learning curve for both of us, I think, really. but
1: Yeah, I think we'd obviously been working on lift, learn and burn since oh, June like a year, yeah. we, the previous year. But, like, lockdown was the well we, we launched in January and then lockdown was like the point where it was like right well let's really focus all our time and energy into yeah, this now
0: absolutely and uh, it's again I'm now in a position where I literally honestly love my job love it more now than I did PT which I never thought I'd be able to say I didn't think I'd ever be able to say that I'd love anything more than being a personal trainer but this literally provides me with so much fulfillment I'm, I'm honestly genuinely in love with my job I just think it's absolutely sensational. I think it's absolutely incredible. And I think the, the growth and the development that I've done has not been through focusing on growth and development. It's been coming through some absolutely crap periods of time. Yeah. <laughs> learning from them and just working out what the hell do I do next. And I, think I think it's think,
1: so important to like understand, though, that I think sometimes co- as coaches we're, we're put on pedestals and, and like, Assuming that we have this, we've always had this amazing relationship with exercise and food mm-hmm. and ourselves. And it's just not the case. Like, like we're humans too. And, like, I think it's important to understand that we get, we get you.
0: 100%. We get where
1: you're coming from because we've had these same problems and these same struggles. And we can relate to that.
0: Yeah, and like, hopefully you realise that mid-twenties, I was still having these struggles.
1: Mm.
0: I'm still late-twenties now. Yeah. Even though I'm 30.
1: You know but what, I mean. what are you doing? Are you training for um little... Uh, little... <laughs> little <well. laughs> I'm
0: training for a little triathlon and Ironman at the minute. So I'm technically training for an Ironman. I know I've mentioned the triathlon a little bit. The triathlon's more a stepping stone to the Ironman because it's basically... It's almost like a quarter of an Ironman in a way. So... um
1: just go and research all the numbers that phil has to do for the various different things it's slightly sickening
0: yeah it's a bit it's a bit ridiculous um the iron man is it's a personal challenge it's not a i'm not trying to prove anything to myself anymore so previously i was you know like early 20s i was building myself or trying to build myself physically so that i could build confidence i'm in a position right now where i don't need to do that i'm not trying to build confidence it's a personal challenge i want to personally challenge myself see what I'm capable, test my limits, work out where I can take this, like it isn't a by completing this I don't become a better person.
1: Stepping out your comfort zone. Yeah absolutely. And that's the big thing isn't it, like right now you were at a point where you were very much in your comfort zone within your fitness and your training and it was about like how how can I take another step out of my comfort zone so I can still continue to learn and grow.
0: Absolutely and everything I've done, like I've started working with a coach eight weeks ago, the same coach that Jen's working with, and from day one, I've been out of my comfort zone. And from day one, I've grown. Because I remember thinking, right, it's day one. Like, we was chatting about what I was going to be doing with my coach moving forward. And I was like, right, he's probably going to get me at maintenance calories. Maybe a slight surplus. He's going to really push energy. He's going to get me training, doing this, doing that. And it was none of that. It was the opposite. Straight away, he put me in a deficit. I hadn't tried to be in a calorie deficit for years. <laughs> like, years. Because I've not tried to lose weight for such a long time. And he's like, right, we need you to have less body fat on so that you can perform better when you've got more muscle. I was just like, flipping heck, I've not done that. I know how to coach someone to do that. Do mm-hmm. I know how to do it myself? Um,
1: Turns out he's really good at it, and
0: that's so, probably why he's a good coach. <laughs> exactly. So we're about eight weeks in now, and I think uh, we're about seven and a half kilos down. So it's gone fast, but there's so many different reasons why. Like, so many different reasons why it's easier for a male I think
1: yeah for a male but also you were in a very good mental and physical position before you started it you didn't really have any other barriers
0: no for me it was against
1: that was it
0: yeah it was like right let's go from day one there wasn't anything necessarily I mean there's other things to work on we can always grow and progress but there wasn't anything that I needed to necessarily overcome Um, it was more of a case of making progress on those things so the next step for me now is to We've got about another two weeks, two to three weeks where we're still going to be in a deficit where we'll probably lose another kilo-ish. But that's irrelevant. The number doesn't matter. It's just that's probably what will happen. Um, and then we will go back to... I mean, you never know because my coach just completely changed what I expected. But I think the plan is to then go to maintenance, have more energy uh, and just be able to use that energy wisely across business and body, Um, which I'm very, very excited for. The triathlon's in... Around 10 or 11 weeks, It's going to be a mock triathlon though, so it's not going to be um, part of an event, it's literally going to be me just going out and doing one, and then the Ironman is hopefully going to be in around 8 or 9 months. So there's a lot of training, there's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort that's going to go into it, but ultimately at the moment it's just about ticking off each day like we've been to the gym this morning that was just my session done it's not about the triathlon it's not about the iron man it's just about turning up today and doing that session and hopefully that's a little bit of a uh, a lesson for if you've got quite a big goal maybe a challenging one maybe just it,
1: turn up today
0: yeah just turn up today like let's say you're whether you've got a big challenge that you're going to do like a triathlon or something like that or maybe you're in a position where you're listening to this podcast thinking well i've got 50 kilos to lose and it's so overwhelming don't focus on losing 50 kilos. Just literally just turn up and fo- focus, on, focus on today. Turn up today. That's all you need to do. And then tomorrow, do the same again. Just turn up tomorrow. And I think that's probably the biggest lesson I've had over the past couple of months. Just turn up each day. Forget about the bigger picture for now. Everyone talks about the bigger picture, but forget about that. Literally wake up today, turn up today, repeat tomorrow. That's all that matters. Yes. So I've been on quite a journey, haven't I? Be. Quite. I don't want that noise, I don't either. Me. <laughs> Um, but I think as I touched on before, all those things that I've now learned, I wasn't born with any of that knowledge. I came through a period of time where I knew nothing and I came through a period of time where I thought I knew a lot, but still knew nothing. And then I slowly built up that knowledge to experience through research, through reading, through podcasts, through having my own coaches, mentors, like if anybody's struggling at the moment, it's not because you're never going to know. It's just because you don't know yet. And you will eventually, and that's all that matters. I like that.
1: That's
0: good, that. That's, that's Do you like that, though? Yeah, hand on that. Well, we can't end on that. Mm. Oh, no. It's the LLNB podcast, Jenke. Oh, to put seven? you on the spot. on but. the
1: spot. So, in the middle of that while Phil's finding his on the spot question. Wait,
0: aren't you putting me on the spot?
1: No, you're putting
0: me on the spot. Oh, I've messed up then. Can you put me on the spot? No. You're gonna have to? No. It's not going to work. I
1: told you before the beginning of the podcast. Guys, we're going to have a domestic on the podcast. We're going to have a
0: big argument here.
1: I literally told you just before it started that yeah. it was you. And you said you're out of here.
0: Damn. Well, my, my question's going to spoil your podcast next week then. Why? Because I wanted to put you on the spot today. But if I ask that question, it's going to spoil your episode. So I've messed up there. So think of a different on-the-spot question for you. I'll think whilst you speak. Go. I'll think of a good one.
1: What? so i've got a right fine i'll just put you on the spot
0: oh jen's angry <laughs> i don't understand what's going Bye. on fine fine right so. my question's related to your fitness jenny so if i ask it now you'll fine. go well that's just going. well
1: run. here's a lesson that we should all learn phil is the best listener in the entire world and today he didn't listen do you know
0: why it was because we changed, the, we changed who was going to put who on the spot seven times.
1: No, I was trying to work it out because I was like, you have been speaking loads, so I need to speak some.
0: Jen's angry again. <laughs> yeah, so you need to speak some. So if you put me on the spot, I'm going to answer and continue to speak.
1: Yeah, which so, is why I said you needed to put me on the spot.
0: Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's recorded as well. <laughs> me, yeah. Me trying to prove a point and being wrong.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so, also, whilst in the middle of that... Um, I planned my notes for the next podcast and my computer crashed in the middle of that. And Is that what I, happened? Yep. <laughs> my. So as Phil was speaking, I was frantically trying to find his notes and then as I opened it, I was like, no, mine have
0: gone. It's, it's all right though, it's about you, so hopefully you'll remember.
1: Thankfully. I know myself yeah. a little bit.
0: A little bit. And if not, I know you. I've so, you.
1: sorry for the domestic that you just had to witness, be a, bit, bear a witness of. That's, just, that's as intense as it gets for me and Phil, by the way. Oh, God, yeah. If it gets <laughs> any harder
0: than that, I couldn't handle it. That's as, that's as loud and as, uh, as blunt as it gets, to be honest with you.
1: <sighs> I think that's why it works. Yeah. We just
0: have 84 of them a day, though. <laughs> it's one big argument broken up over 24 hours, I think.
1: All <laughs> right, so let's go off one of these then. Fantastic. I don't even know who sent that one. No, I'll go for this one. Oh, topical. Mm. Okay, so this one's from Chloe. If you were a dog, what kind would you be?
0: (laughs) Cockapoo. Reggie's brother. Next question. (laughs) Right. I would be, depends what age, I reckon at the ages of 19 to 24, I'd be a (laughs) greyhound.
1: That's a very good one. I like that.
0: (laughs) And right now, I would be a... Um, just like an endurance greyhound, maybe. <laughs> I don't look any different whatsoever. <laughs> I can just run a bit further.
1: A greyhound, yeah, I think that's a good one.
0: I think that pretty much sums me up, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think you're body. A greyhound clever? Uh, I don't know, they run races, so... I don't know.
0: They know how to run in a circle. They
1: always seem really calm. You're quite calm.
0: I'm very calm. I probably am a greyhound, yeah, I'm very calm. Yeah, I
1: think, I, I think greyhound was a good shout.
0: I'm calm when I need to be calm, but I can be explosive when I need to be explosive. Yeah. Just not... With Not with my anger. Yeah, just <laughs> like running
1: i thought i think one time phil got angry and i cried because i didn't understand what was going on <laughs> it was like the shock when
0: did you get angry i don't
1: know oh you don't know i can't i, I honestly can't remember can't be
0: very often because i don't get angry you
1: no know, it was literally just one time and i cried because i was like i don't understand why you're angry What's this? Mm-hmm. What's this emotion that I have to cope with?
0: Yeah, I don't really... I, I always choose an alternative emotion to anger. Does it mean that I don't get angry? Just no. to throw it out there, I still get the emotion of anger. I just choose to filter it out in a different way. It does
1: just that out. As I get angry,
0: I think, why am I angry? What am I getting angry about? What is is there a benefit to me being angry? And Basically, what's the outcome? Phil
1: is extremely mentally robust.
0: Well, it's probably three years of being angry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Greyhound though, good shape.
0: Thanks.
1: I think that suits you very well, which does mean that i Got big I'm, noses as well, aren't they? Yes. I am,
0: greyhound.
1: Yeah, you are. I'm going Silky to... Skin. That means that I'm going to look like our dog. Because one of the owners always looks like the dog. And if you look like a greyhound, hen, that looks nothing like a cockapoo. Therefore, that, that means that I'm going to look like Reggie. You're
0: going to look like a cockapoo? Yeah. You're going to have to dye your hair. Why? And grow a tail. <laughs>
1: I'll sort that one out for next week.
0: I mean it's a podcast no no, no. Okay. just tell
1: are we going for a learn it or burn it
0: oh learn it or burn it with Chelsea me
1: again mm. <laughs> Chelsea fueling this one section of the podcast it's a
0: short one this week okay go but you're gonna love it I just had lunch in a really nice cafe did
1: gotcha.
0: yeah I ordered the Oasis soup right mm. not really sure what it is but you gotta roll with it <laughs> On. now can you stop making me sing on the podcast
1: <laughs> please gone a little bit red <laughs>
0: give me i mean it's 55 degrees in here as well as me being embarrassed by my own singing voice but can we please stop making me sing i cannot sing as you're tell him
1: jokes with accents because you can't do accents that's well that's pointless because i'm not going to
0: read them out am i
1: he, he had a really good joke from his friend apparently and he won't tell it me because he has to do it in a brummie accent for it to be funny and he can't do a brummie accent i can't
0: like, i <laughs> I can do my own accent and that's it. I've got such a monotone voice that, number one, I probably shouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> and number two, I can't do accents.
1: Listening to you doing spin classes when you were working as like a fitness instructor at the gym was hilarious.
0: Why?
1: Because it was just this really loud, monotone, Wigan voice.
0: Imagine that. My spin class used to start at 6am. Imagine
1: that. You spin classes were ridiculously odd.
0: Yeah, but imagine waking up to my voice shouting no. stuff at you.
1: Yeah, I do every morning.
0: I don't shout stuff at you. Very good point. Sometimes I do. You get up. <laughs> so every morning then. Right, hopefully you've either taken something from a fitness journey or just didn't turn off early because it was boring. One or the other would be nice. <laughs> I'd take that. Although you wouldn't get to this point, would you, if you'd have turned off early? absolutely <laughs> Maybe they skipped you. Maybe
1: they're like, oh, it's so boring. Get to the the skip to the
0: burn it. I don't care about crisps, Phil. I'm not bothered about the fact that you didn't like them. You're weirdo.
1: <laughs> I did. I loved
0: them. Salt and vinegar The dream. Right. Your laptop's about to go off again. Can't oh you? no! It's I'm very right.
1: upset.
0: It's all right. We'll still have the next episode. Right, we're gonna go and have a coffee. Yeah, and, and then... then we're gonna record the next episode. Yeah, but then
1: you'll hear us in a week.
0: You will. You're not gonna hear it straight away. Nope. We're gonna keep it from you. <laughs> keep like, that
1: suspense. We're
0: gonna build up that craving, and then we're gonna hit part two on Jen K's journey. What? See you later. Have a
1: good one. Bye.